Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And sources report by Ian Rappaport that the Commanders may not be done yet. They are now taking calls on former number two overall pick Chase Young. What do you think? Should the Washington Commanders try to trade both Montez Sweat and Chase Young and reload at the defensive end position next off season? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The Commanders already got a second-round pick for Montez Sweat, but like my, most have pointed out, it's a borderline first-round pick because of how bad the Chicago Bears are this season at 6-2 and two and playing right now with a backup quarterback. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Should the Commanders trade Chase Young if it would include another second-round pick? 833-804-0910. It's time for the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. So, Stubb was making a lot of headlines yesterday right here on these airwaves. Chase Young, the defensive end for the Washington Commanders, the former number two overall pick, was rookie of the year, then missed a season and a half with an injury. He's back now and playing decent. I I think statistically probably playing better than Montez Sweat. But yesterday on Grant and Danny, they got a phone call from his dad. They did. And that it was good radio right there. It it really was riveting. I I was I was locked to the radio on the drive home. I didn't even want to get out of my car when <laughs> right? I worked on. No, <laughs> it was one of those things where you pull up at your destination and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna leave the car running for a little bit. Yeah, Let's I need wait to know. Let's wait go to commercial break. I bet the producers were like, don't go to break, just keep rolling, go through the break. Yeah, and it opened and, and like you know you you don't know if it's a prank or not, and they right. didn't know if it was a prank, and you know maybe it's <laughs> maybe it was, but <laughs> I, I just. The, the the no one can say anything about my son unless they played football in college. Right. Because it wasn't even like, even if you played in high school or anything, you couldn't talk about he, it. He said, we've got folks eating hot dogs and <laughs> potato chips commenting on my son. And I would have lost it if I was the host. <laughs> I would have lost it. I would have been, stop, hang up on this fool. But Grant Paulson... Handed it like a champ. He and, really and that's, did. Yeah, and it, and that's why it was so good because he he was taking it and, oh, yeah. and he you know he like respectfully disagreed. Right. As I'm sure like a lot of us did. You know, like I sit on the couch and eat hot dogs and talk about movies. Right. I haven't made a movie. Right. Yeah. No, that that's a great point. And Grant brought that up with people the way they vote for the president. Yeah. Right. And now they vote for government. So uh, I thought it was really interesting. If you missed any of it, you can rewind on the Odyssey app. But now there are reports that have come out that the commanders are picking up the phones, and discussing possibly trading the former number two overall pick, Chase Young. And if that happens, his legacy in Washington will be empty. I think Chase Young has our, Chase Young does not have nearly the amount of highlights that Montez Sweat has had. Obviously, Montez played one more season, but I felt like Chase Young has not come anywhere close to meeting his expectations as a number two overall pick, whereas Montez Sweat was number one, but I think at like pick 14, 
and and we got what we wanted uh, with him uh, for a few seasons here in Washington. So stay locked to 910 The Fan throughout the show today. And if you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. But as the Commanders decide to be sellers today instead of buyers at the 2023-2024 NFL trade deadline, what's so frustrating to me as a diehard fan about this season in particular is just the up and down nature of the 2023 Washington Commanders, right? Like we all knew coming into this season, you're going to get inconsistent play from a rookie quarterback, basically a rookie, because he only has one game of game experience head into this season, right? We knew that was going to be inconsistent play. But I'll tell you this, the inconsistency from a defense who is in year four of the defensive scheme led by Jack Del Rio is unacceptable. The inconsistency of the offensive line that was supposed to be revamped, replacing four guys this offseason, is just unacceptable. And the inconsistency from your head coach, Ron Rivera, of when to challenge plays, when to go for it on fourth down, and just getting guys inspired to fight is completely unacceptable. This is a Washington Commanders team, a 3-5 and football team, who I believe through eight games this season, has only played five quality football games. Three complete stinkers. And that is the kind of inconsistency that is utterly embarrassing. And I can't have it. It's unacceptable. We are up and down, up and down, up and down like a roller coaster. The 2023 Commanders are the intimidator at King's Dominion. They're up and down. They've got twists and turns. They're rocking and they're rolling. They're good. And then they're awful. And what drives me and the rest of this fan base nuts is that we do not know what team is going to show up any given Sunday. We have no idea. The fan base has no clue. The ownership has no clue. I don't even think Ron Rivera knows who's going to show up every Sunday. Why is this team so Jekyll and Hyde? I would argue it's the head head honcho himself. The lead commander, Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron. The master of inconsistent coaching in the NFL. He goes for it here, then he punts it there. He challenges this, and then he lets the game play out there. He'll go for two, and then with the game on the line one year later, he opts to not go for two. He doesn't even know what he's doing. You know what kind of team is going to run out of that tunnel? Nobody knows. Nobody knows, because We don't show up in the first quarter, or we don't show up in the third quarter. They never play a full 60 minutes. Ever. He'll get them to play hard in stretches, right? They'll have a dominant first quarter, and then they'll disappear in the second quarter, show up once again in the fourth. And that's what we got with Ron Rivera as the head coach. And yet, amidst all this inconsistency, I saw enough last weekend against the Eagles who are the Super Bowl runner-ups and in line to be the representative of the NFC once again this season. And I saw enough to believe that my skins, if they play like that, will win the next three contests. I'm willing to put my skins fanhood on the line, my reputation as the Commanders fan. I believe this Washington team will win the next three games because as consistent as inconsistent as they've been, there has been enough upside for me to believe. And these next three teams are beatable. So offensively, 
I think Sam Howell is cooking. I think Coach Eric Bieniemy made some changes that were necessary for this offense to stay on the field and have longer drives, change the field position, and get to the red zone and then convert with some deep passes to Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. And defensively, yes, they didn't get enough pressure in Jalen Hurts' face, but they did a decent job against the run, and I believe if they weren't playing against A.J. Brown, they would have won that game. A.J. Brown has turned into prime Terrell Owens and is wreaking havoc on the NFL. He is absolutely the best wide receiver in the National Football League this season. As good as Devontae Adams has been at times, as good as Tyreek Hill has been at times, or Jamar Chase, nobody is single-handedly taking over games like A.J. Brown. We put one guy on him. We put two guys on him. They put two with a third guy over top, and they still couldn't even come close to stopping A.J. Brown. So I'm putting my reputation on the line as a Commanders fan and guaranteeing that they will get a win this weekend against the New England Patriots. They can trade whoever they want. Ron Rivera still believes that this team can get into the playoffs, and he's going to coach knowing that his job is on the line if they don't get to the playoffs. I like what I saw offensively. I really, if you think about it, they gave up 38 points to the Eagles. Well, you had one bad interception by Sam Howell. I think that goes down to 31. They had the couple of penalties that helped the Eagles out. And then A.J. Brown dominating uh, with three huge catches in the red zone. And so I think... You could say that this defense was really doing their bend but don't break the Jack Del Rio style until A.J. Brown broke them, right? A.J. Brown broke the commander's defense. But they are not facing off against A.J. Brown this weekend against the New England Patriots. So I believe the Skins will win. And if the Skins lose, you can call me out, take away my reputation as a Skins fan, and I'm never allowed to pick them to win again. Mark my words. If they do not win this weekend, I will never pick the Skins to win again. Are you, you still rooting for them to get the three-game streak? Yes. I don't know if I'm with you on that. Why not? The Seahawks. Yeah. With the, with I, I've only I've been I've watched the last four games and they looked good. Maybe one of them. Seahawks, the Seahawks are, a good look, team. are a good team, and they're a good defensive team. But they're also quarterbacked by Geno Smith, who is no world beater. All right, he is a just a guy quarterback and he fits their scheme and here's the thing is that Pete Carroll gets his boys fired up all right so Seattle's going to be ready to play it's not like Washington's going to walk all over them but let's take it one game at a time don't focus on Seattle until we take care of Bill Belichick and the Patriots and if I'm wrong this weekend then yes you can shove a pie in my face stop all right I'm Adam Epstein you're listening to AWOD radio on the fan don't go anywhere don't change that dial we'll be right back welcome back I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Thanks to Stubb for the spooky soundtrack. Where are you getting this, these songs from here? Uh, these are the main themes from a couple of my favorite horror movies. All right. Let me hear them. Yeah. That was Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, we did a Halloween, a Friday the 13th, and an Exorcist. Nice. Yeah. You know, someone asked me yesterday what my favorite Halloween movie is, and I came up with Scary Movie 2. Have you seen Scary Movie 2? <laughs> I, I did a rewatch of the first one a while ago. Okay. And I, I don't believe that they've held up the they're, best. They are. They're, the, the jokes are like, uh, 
They would not uh, it's work a, in today's it's society. A tough, it's a tough watch. Yeah. And I didn't grow up with them. See, I grew up with them, and so I think when I rewatch them, it brings me back to my childhood, makes me laugh, and the, the characters are hilarious. That's fair. The actors and the actresses do a great job. Some of the jokes just don't hit as hard as they did. Yeah, I I, I don't think I finished when I rewatched it last year, so I think I you just You do need kinda... to watch the second one, though, because that is my favorite, and mm. the Wayans brothers are great in that one. Yeah, I think I think... It's just like I think I needed to have grown up with it. Yeah. Or I. I well, it's because it's, it's a it's a comedy and you're into horror. It doesn't really. No, I love. So, hey, I'm I'm a comedy guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I've. But in but during October, you like you oh, like yeah, to I, get scary. I, I I like to get especially scary yeah. during October. All right. Phone lines are open throughout the show. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. It is the NFL trade deadline day today at four p.m. So we'll go around the National Football League here on NFL Hits. Season matchup. Every head coach on the hot seat. The hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on A1 Radio. All right. Let's do a little overreaction Tuesday here on NFL Hits, and we'll start with the Tennessee Titans. Do you believe Will Levis can take Tennessee to the playoffs? Can Will Levis take the Tennessee Titans? To the playoffs. So they are coming off of a a really good performance by their rookie, and they beat the Falcons 28 to 23. But this is a three and four football team who's on the road. Their next three contests at the Steelers, Bucks, and Jaguars. I think the NFL is going to hit Will Levis in the face, and the rookie will stumble over the next three games. So, Stubb, I will disagree that Levis can take Tennessee. To the playoffs. Overreaction Tuesday here on The Fan. Are the Broncos going to make the postseason? Russell Wilson playing better. They have now won two straight games. I would also disagree. I I think they have figured something out defensively. They're not giving up 70 points anymore. But that offense still does not look good. Overreaction Tuesday. Brock Purdy has fallen down to earth and is now just a guy. Look, I believe Brock Purdy will get back to normal and the 49ers will start rolling as soon as Debo Samuel returns. You are not going to be the same quarterback without your number one weapon. And speaking of number one weapons, A.J. Brown of Reaction Tuesday is the best wide receiver in the National Football League. I'm going to agree with that. I I just think... He has been so good at 50-50 balls, at third down conversions, at red zone, getting into the end zone, making guys miss after he makes the catch, being impossible to tackle. A.J. Brown's having statistically one of the best wide receiver years we have ever seen. Overreaction Tuesday, Stub. Are the Seahawks Super Bowl contenders? You were uh, you were hyping up the Sox there. I mean, I, I wouldn't hype them up. I just, to your point that... The, the Commanders, it's a different team every time. To hope for three good ones in a row, especially against such a high team. With just I mean, they're just 6-2. and two. That's mostly what I'm going off of. So, for me, the Seahawks, they're sound defensively. They're solid offensively with enough playmakers and a great coach. I just don't know if Geno Smith can take them over the edge there. And I, I feel like if they match up against Philly or San Francisco in the playoffs, they're going to lose that one. 
Uh, overreaction Tuesday here. Washington will end up in the quarterback hunt next season as they continue to bottom out this year and will have a top five draft pick. I'm not giving up on these commanders. I'm really not. I, I, I think when you look at this team here, there's enough to build around, even though they're 3-5 and five with some tough games on the schedule. It's all about offensively. Can you be improved from last season? And then defensively, can you get back to where you were last season? And I think that's going to happen. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I thought the defense played really good against the Giants. You hold them to 14 points, you have to win that game. And for the most part, the defense made some plays against the Eagles. All right, they, they helped win the turnover battle. Problem was is they're not good enough in the secondary to stop A.J. Brown, and that became a major issue. As we look at another overreaction Tuesday, everybody's all in on the Dallas Cowboys. Do you believe they could be Super Bowl contenders? I do not. I do not. I, I still think that Dallas is going to fumble all over themselves eventually. Yes, they looked really good against the Rams. The Rams are overrated. Yes, they looked good against the Chargers. But I come back to that 49ers loss and the Cardinals loss, and this will be the big test for them this weekend when they face off against the Philadelphia Eagles from the link, Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. Give me the Eagles to win that game as we go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. The there will be some trades that happen, and of course, we're tracking every NFL trade. Looks like the New England Patriots have been picking up the phone. The New England, uh, the New York Giants are interested in moving some of their pieces as well. So teams have up until 4 p.m. Eastern time to try to make a trade and booster their roster for a playoff push. There have been two trades already. Montez Sweat. Now a Chicago Bear. Leonard Williams from the Giants to the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Raiders are likely to hold on to Devontae Adams. That would be a huge move. We were talking about that with my friends. What teams should be interested in Devontae Adams? Well, he was playing for the Raiders last night against the Detroit Lions. And I said, if I was Detroit, I would be picking up the phone call, trying to get another weapon for that offense to take them to the next level. They've got decent pieces on offense, and Jameer Gibbs has really come to play. Amon Ross St. Brown has been really good all season long, but you don't think the Lions would take it a step further with a guy like Devontae Adams over Jamison Williams or over Josh Reynolds? It seems like if there's one thing that the Lions are missing, it is a big play superstar-making wide receiver, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is a good yak guy, yards after catch, but he's not the type of guy that can go up and win you a 50-50 ball at the end of a game. So if Devontae Adams is moved, I expect the Lions to be in on that conversation. We'll keep you up to date with the latest from the NFL trade deadline throughout the show today. And if you want to chime in, talk about the Commanders possibly trading Chase Young and the trade of Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick, you can always chime in. Call AWOD, 833-804. 0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. They might not be done yet. The Washington Commanders have already traded Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears, and there have been reports that they have started answering the phones for 
Defensive end Chase Young. Of course, today is the NFL trade deadline coming up at 4 p.m. Eastern time. But joining us right now, as he does every Tuesday at 1.30 on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, Adam. Good afternoon. How's everything? Doing pretty well here. How will you remember Montez Sweat from his time in Washington? <laughs> um, well, he was good enough to warrant interest elsewhere <laughs> and uh, bring something back to the team. He was a first-round pick. They only got a second-round pick for him, though, So, and I'm quite sure that has more to do with uh, the remainder of his contract than it had anything to do with his ability. Yeah, I, I think... What's interesting is, is yesterday I was saying on this show, I didn't want the commanders to make any trades because I don't want Ron Rivera to make that decision. I would have rather them held on to these guys for the rest of the season, have Josh Harris hire a GM, a new coach, and then let those guys handle the free agents. Uh, but I am happy with the fact that they got a second-round pick, and it's from the Chicago Bears. It should be a very high second-round pick. If the season ended today, I believe it would be the number 35 overall pick. So, yeah, you, you'd kind of make that deal. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of shows the commander's cards as to what they think of the second half of the season. Um, I, I know that Chase Young's name has been thrown around quite a bit. Uh, he is going to be, in my opinion, the more difficult player to move for a couple of different reasons, um, but we'll see what they might be able to get done in the next couple hours. Over from the NFL to college football, and the Hokies are in a groove, and now all of a sudden the fan base is feeling really good about the direction of Coach Pry's program. Yeah, and they, when they made the switch to Chiron Drones, which a lot of us thought would be inevitable uh, when we met with them at Media Day back in August, um, only because, and this is no real knock on Grant Wells, but Chiron Drones just has a little bit more ability, gives you a little more, you know, more options, gives the defense more to think about. Um, and, you know, they are taking care of the games that they should be taking care of. Syracuse is headed down. They will probably be looking for a new coach next year. Um, Tech is winning the games they should win. Now they have, you know, they take a huge step up in competition. They go to Louisville this weekend. Um, so we'll see what happens there. It's the next step in a process. I don't know that I expected them to contend for a division title this year because uh, I just think they had too many new faces in the program, but this is certainly trending in the right direction for them to be a contender next year. Absolutely, and uh... – you know, I, I can't wait to see the game this weekend just because, man, there's a hope that they could possibly be playing in the ACC championship. Uh, over to the Dukes of James Madison. They got a homecoming win over Old Dominion, 30-27. to Now 8-0 first in the Sun Belt East. And number 23 in the country, do you see a loss on their upcoming schedule? Well, I tell you what, the, the remaining few games that they have, they have App State, they have UConn, they have Georgia State this weekend. Coastal is still on their uh, on their schedule. They do not have any easy games from here on out the rest of the season. It's a long year. 12 games is a lot. Um, and I think they might have won a game or two so far this year that Maybe, I don't want to say surprise people, if they were like, oh, wow, that's a really good win. You know, you would have understood if they had not won that game, but they won it. This past weekend is a perfect example. That 
could have been a trap game. You know, in-state rival um, late on a Saturday. Good Lord, I think that was the longest game of the longest regular season game of the year so far this year. The game took forever. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Jordan McLeod has kind of found his footing. I think that little calling out by Kurt Signetti a few weeks ago did him a world of good. He seems to be taking his position and his role perhaps a little more seriously than he was at in the first half of the year that's paid off dividends. Their defense is fantastic. Um, the, the, uh, uh, the green kid on the end, what's he got? Like uh, they have, I think as a team, they have 15 sacks in the last two games and he's got, you know, a, a significant minority of them. Yeah. Um, they're just playing really, really well right now. But the second, the back half of their schedule is no joke. So if they, get anywhere near 12 and 0 this year they will have absolutely earned it absolutely and it's a really cool story and it's it's grown nationwide now and it just it will keep growing as long as they keep winning games we're running around local sports here in richmond virginia with lane casadante from cbs 6 and we we've got gary hess coming up at 215 but uh were you out to see verina against highland springs uh, I was not there. I was actually watching both Randolph Macon and Richmond this past Saturday, but we did go over and talk with uh, Lauren Johnson yesterday. Uh, they are our team of the week over at CBS six. And we talked with him about this team and it was interesting. Some of the insight he gave us into this group, every group each year is different, but he sees similarities with this team with back to the 2017 team and uh, a little bit with the, the team that he had two years ago. Um, they have the athletes, um, but, you know, sometimes, and I'm trying to find the, the way that he characterized it because I don't want to misrepresent what he said, but they're good. They're always going to be good. Lauren and his staff do an amazing job, but each kid is different. Each kid's motivation is different. Each kid's ability or desire to maybe lead a little bit is different. And it takes a while to figure out, you know, how to get the most out of each individual kid and each individual team. Uh, And I think even with all of his experience and all of his championships, Lauren and his staff are learning that about this team each single week. Last week was a big step. I mean, that's a huge rivalry game. They had to come from behind. They had to win it in the last 40 seconds. Um, That showed them that they could do it. And they're probably going to need that kind of resolve as they go deeper into November and perhaps into the first two weeks of December. Yeah, and they and they raised the level of competition this year, and really were no easy games on their schedule. And well, and and that's all by design because yes, you're right. They moved up to Class Six this year. They're going to have to be playing teams from Northern Virginia. They got to get through the Eastern Region first, and you know the Oscar Smiths and everybody down in the seven five seven are going to have to come up here. They're going to have to eliminate each other. The thing that Sean Robertson and I have been lamenting this entire season is that, you know, three of our best teams, the top three in our poll, Highland Springs, Thomasdale, Manchester, they will all eliminate each other before we even get to the regional final. Only one of them will be able to move forward, and that's a bit of a shame. I understand it's the playoffs, and they're all in the same class, and that's just, you know, that's the way things work out. But it's really a shame that more than one of them will not be able to advance, you know, past this region. 
That's Lane Casadante from CBS 6. And I saw your partner, Sean Robertson, at the VCU scrimmage. And, Lane, the boys scored 110 points. We talked all offseason about the excitement of Ryan Odom's offense. And, man, that was the funnest exhibition game I've ever seen. <laughs> well, and it, it served its purpose, right? I mean, you know, Mars Hill was clearly outmatched. Uh, but that's why you play an exhibition like that. And we talked with Coach Odom yesterday morning. And, he, you know, I asked him, I said, what do you know about this team now that you didn't know about them Friday afternoon? And he said, you know, not a lot, but they obviously saw what they've seen in practice put into uh, a game. You know, they've, they've seen their length. They've seen how it can help them. They've seen how it helps them on the defensive end. Uh, they've seen how they can shoot it. Now, will they shoot it like that every night? Uh, you know, clearly not. You would take it, absolutely, if they could – do that for half of the games this year. Um, but they, they got to see against a different set of jerseys, and they got to see how well the guys retain things. They got to see how well they overcome the little adversities that will pop up in every single game. And when they do it for real Monday night, they're that much more confident in their ability as a team. He had to build a roster, but now he has to create a team and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something that happens after one practice. Um, but he's seen incremental steps moving forward, and last Saturday night was a little bit bigger step towards that ultimate goal that they're working towards. Lane, I, I, while I have you on the line, breaking news here in the NFL, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before. So Josh Dobbs started the preseason with the Cleveland Browns. The Cardinals traded for him. He started week one. Well, now the Vikings, with the loss of Kirk Cousins, just traded for Josh Dobbs with plenty of starting experience. He's probably going to get a start in Minnesota this weekend. How crazy he, is that? He, yeah, he probably is, and it's uh, that's that just it goes to show you how important the quarterback position has become in the NFL and how valuable a good backup can really be. Because clearly, none of those teams had any faith in the guy they had behind QB one. And that's why I hope Josh didn't sign a lease anywhere because <laughs> he, you know, that's a lot of paperwork he's going to have to get out of. But that's that just shows you, you know, that just shows you the importance of that position. I I hate it for Kirk Cousins. We got a chance to know him a little bit here when they had training camp and covering the Commanders and everything. He is just a really really good guy. He was having a really good year. Whether you're a Vikings fan or not, whether you liked him with the Commanders or not. He's just a really good dude, and you hate to see anyone go down like that. It's just a freak injury, and it happens. Um, but the Vikings have something to play for. I mean, they're 4-4, four and four, I think. They just won this past weekend. And um, while they may not catch the Lions, they have an absolute chance, you know, at one of the wild cards of the NFC. They've got a good team, and they clearly do not want to waste the opportunity just because of a freak injury. Yep, great stuff, Lane. Follow Lane on social media, Lane CTV Sports. Thanks a lot, dude. All right, Adam, thanks. Have a great week. Yep, talk to you next week. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. If you're driving around listening right now and you are driving in a Kia or a Hyundai, you're going to want to keep it locked to 910 The Fan. That story coming up next. All right, welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And if you guys have listened to this show for the year and a half I've been doing it, you know 
I like to talk a ton of VCU basketball. We dive into the college football programs locally on University Drive, UVA, Virginia Tech, obviously JAMU, the big story this year. But when I'm out and about and I'm talking with people around Richmond or I'm going out in Scott's Edition, I'm always looking to find out what's the latest local story. And this viral trend that has taken over the country, it has been a local epidemic recently, and that is the trend of viral videos showing teenagers stealing Hyundais and Kias. And this trend has now hit RVA in a big way, and it's affected my life personally. I live in Scott's Edition, and my buddy Mike, I call talk about him on the show all the time, Mike the D-Gen, he's a hardcore gambler, mm-hmm. that's all he thinks about. Well, he told me that last Friday night, last Friday night, <laughs> while we were out at the bar, he came home and found out that his girlfriend's car had been stolen from our apartment complex's garage. Oh. Inside the garage. And you know what it was? It was the Kia boys. The Kia boys. The, this this viral trend has hit Richmond in a big way. So he talked to the police. There have been 10 Kias stolen in the past two weeks here in Richmond, Virginia. If you have a Kia or a Hyundai, and it is not from the year 2022 or 2023, you may be in serious trouble. Now, Stubb, have you heard about this trend? Not until this morning when you sent me the link. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware of it at all. So it, it is pretty wild, and, and they're doing it for clout. And uh, the police told my friend Mike that the average age of the Kia boys, 13 years old. Really? Can you believe that? 13 years old, we we have seen video of them stealing it from my apartment complex's garage in and out in three minutes. Three yeah, minutes. They I, use I, a pump to break the glass silently. They get in, and here's the issue. These Kias, a lot of people have told me Kias are like the cheapest car out there. A lot of people get them as a budget car. Hey, mm-hmm. I just need to get from point A to B. I don't care if I'm driving, a, you know, whatever this crap thing is. Yeah. Well, the Kia was made, all right, so cheaply that... If you pop off the socket where you put your car in, all right, you take that down, and you don't even need to hotwire the car. You can stick a USB cord in and turn it to the right, and just like that, you've jump-started someone's car. You've yeah, stolen In three minutes, they're in and out. That's it, It's insane. And, yes. and I, like, I was going through like on TikTok because... It, it apparently was a TikTok trend. And yes, like going they're, to they're like their account. It. And they're, YouTube, yeah, they're Snapchat, it. all over, calling themselves the Kia Boys. There's even yeah, an account it's... I found called the 804 Kia Boys. Oh. And, and here's the scariest part, right? They're not just stealing these cars. But Mike said that his girlfriend's car was involved at 3 a.m. in a high-speed chase where it was then totaled, and the police found it with 10 guns in the car. Oh, wow. Yes. Wh- it's, a, it's an ongoing situation, and it's getting super bad in Richmond right now. Uh, the tow yard guy says that they're picking up total Kias and Hyundais in bunches. Some insurance companies are not covering these cars at all anymore, and a lot of people are having their insurance rates raised or just being dropped completely. And, and so there's another article that just came out today with WIRC, WRIC in Richmond. Stolen vehicle goes airborne after... Police chase in Chesterfield, and the driver was arrested. But the problem is these kids are so young that they're not even getting in trouble. They're just getting away with it. It's a misdemeanor. Right. Actually, I have an audio clip about oh, really? that. Yeah, let me, let me oh, play let that me, for let you. Let me hear that. Yeah.
200 car thefts. 300 car thefts. What? And are you scared of potentially ever going to jail? Do you ever think about that? You only gonna do like three weeks shit. It's a misdemeanor. You only do three weeks for stealing a car? Hell yeah, it's a misdemeanor. So is there really no punishment for this? Hell no. So the trend of stealing Kias actually started back in 2017 in Milwaukee. All right. And there are over 300 cars stolen. And they're basically just stealing these cars and going on the ultimate joyride. And they're wrecking these cars. They're finding cars with bullet holes, with drugs, with guns, or just, you know, a bunch of like backwoods and blunts and joints. And these kids are just having the time of their life because there's really no consequence. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess, because I was looking into like the laws, and I suppose it's different if they're like juvenile. Yeah. But it's if the car is worth less than $500, then it's a misdemeanor. But are these cars re like, there's no way they're all, they're under five hundred. I like, just know there's a loophole in the system, and they're getting away with. It. First off, it's hard to even catch them because they're in high speed chases, like in areas where cops don't even want to go into a high speed chase because they don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, and uh, it's it is really bad in Richmond right now, though, and so that's why I just wanted to put that put it out there as a public service announcement. If you have a Hyundai or a Kia, you should take everything out of your car, anything that's expensive, mm -hmm. and, and try to find a safe place to place to park yeah and even then to anyone just like be careful driving at night oh yeah i mean just think about how scared i was when i found out that they stole this car from inside of our garage between 10 p.m and 3 a.m yeah i mean it, what like is there like a like a key lock into the garage no they... you just you just have to lift the uh um, oh okay so it thing, wasn't right so it they wasn't just, locked but right it, it they just drove still... right through it like, yeah, like, what, were they just, like, walking around lifting get, all the well, garages the hoping is, for Kia? I, I, we talked about it. We believe that they're going around Scott's Edition in particular, and, and probably parts of the fan, too, and scouting out these spots. And then they see a Kia, they write it down, hey, we're going to come back and hit that mm. later this night. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But it's taking over Richmond, and it is, it is scary. Um, so the story is that a design flaw, all right, in the Kias and the Hyundais make it so that a thief can steal it without the key. And there, these videos are circulating all around Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Nationwide, it's a trend of these vehicles are being stolen, uh, but we're seeing it really bad over the last few months and even this past week here in Richmond. Uh, my friend Mike met up with a girl who lives in Oregon Hill. And then another person he found on Reddit that lives uh, in Churchill who both had their cars stolen and the issue is, is that if you get the car back, your progressive or whatever you're dealing with, your insurance company is just going to drop you because they don't want to deal with the, paying for the damages, knowing that that car could very well get stolen again the following week. These these kids just can't wait for GTA 6 to come out. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is that it's just that's what's scary is that they're going around living like they're playing a video game. Yeah, it's scary that they're kids. Yes. like I, And that they have access to weapons and, and that they're driving around and it really takes you back to realize like what's going on with the parenting yeah or just like you know like what's happening in richmond that we're kind of not seeing that there's this like big group of young kids that are that are this like kind of grouped yeah and and i and they come from these neighborhoods that you can kind of walk to the fan you can walk to scott's edition that's what they're doing mm -hmm. they're walking to scott's and driving home in somebody yeah, else's and stolen I, kia i, I to me, I think this is something, one, a law needs to be changed, obviously, yeah. but I think this is on the car company. So the uh, Richmond they, De police, police Department said in May, 55 were stolen. 
And this year, there have been over 110 Kia and Hyundai stolen, um, comparing to just 20 last year in that same window. So it's uh, it's taking over Richmond right now. It's it is it's wild. But I, I am blown away that they're going into garages. Like it's not just a we're popping this car yeah, on the street. It's, it's clearly very planned. Yeah. And so my buddy, my other friend Matt has a Hyundai. His car had his window broken into twice. But they couldn't steal it because he had the updated model. Oh! But that didn't stop them from breaking yeah, his window. Yeah, you don't know. Then he's got to pay two hundred fifty bucks to get that fixed. Yeah, he's got to like put a sign that says, "This is the." <laughs> yeah, this is the updated version. Sorry, Kia boys. Yeah. Get lost. But the, just like think about that with social media. Like they're just they're stealing these cards for clout. They're doing it for other people's entertainment. They're trying to be influencers mm. by breaking the law. And it's weird because you. They're, the what I could find is they're they're influencers, but they're not showing their faces. No, and so like it's kind of like what's the point? Right, but the videos are wild because you can see them popping open the car, breaking yeah. the window, popping the little USB in, turning the car. They've got videos of them driving around Richmond, jumping over things, you know, showing off guns and other weapons. It, it's just it's a, it's scary times, and um, I just wanted to put the word out there that if you have a Kia. Or a Hyundai, you you may be at risk. Yeah, like if you can switch cars, if you can get a locked garage. Yeah, but I mean, or just like you know, it, I think. Parts- and if you see somebody trying to break into your car, just let them do it and walk away. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's that's absolutely true. not worth it, uh, especially knowing that they uh, might have weapons. Uh, with them, or that they're going to get some weapons. And, and supposedly, like there are certain like backyards. Right now in Richmond with like eight or nine Kia because these kids are stealing them, selling them to someone else in exchange for guns or drugs yeah. or knives and all. It's it's wild. And uh, if you're a police officer driving around, I, I'd love to hear more information about this, uh, especially because it's been hitting so close to home with me and Scott's edition. 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.